Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Monday, June 13th, 2022. And our top story today is the housing market cooling off. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Deidre Woolard is with The Motley Fool. Deidre, so great to see you again. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you. Glad to be here. And I know you're coming to us from another location. I hope your travels are going well. Uh, this first segment, we're going to talk about residential real estate. And I have to start off by asking you, is the real estate market cooling off? Cooling off, yes, but completely tanking, no. I think there's a lot of media speculation about that. Uh, but Zillow just came out with a survey of economists, and about 60% of them said that there's no, no chance of a bubble. And uh, so I think what we're seeing is combination of a couple of different factors. But the biggest one, of course, is interest rates, which are now consistently up above 5% for a 30-year mortgage and looking to go even higher over the next six months or so. Deidre, where are we with... So part of real estate is existing home sales, but also building of new homes. How about new inventory? Is there still an incentive given the rising mortgage rate, interest rate and mortgage rate environment? Is there still an incentive to create new homes, and also the supply chain challenges, I didn't even mention that, or the worker shortages. There's a lot of headwinds there. But is it still, are, are we still seeing the same growth in new inventory? We are, but I think home builders are starting to be a little cautious. So the last uh, new home sales results were, were, were down a bit, and there's about nine months of new home inventory compared to about uh, about 2.2 months of existing home inventory. I mean, new homes are still only around 10% of the market, but home builders, of course, have to do that long-range thinking. So they're already starting to be just a little bit more cautious, although they are still building in in the Sun Belt where uh, where the demand really is right now. So the mar- so we don't have a bubble. Um, at least that's what experts believe. Um, but we ha- we are obviously going to see some fluctuation due to rising rates. Uh, and that, that really surprises me, Deidre, because historically rates are very low and, and even a 1% difference relative to where we were in the 1980s. I, I know a lot of people, you know, we're getting on the, the back end of those who lived through the 80s. Uh, there are some newer generations, but it, it still seems very surprising to me that home sales would even abate just a little bit because people need to live somewhere. Um, your thoughts on that? It's interesting because you're right. The demographic trends are that we need more homes. We've got the millennials in in their prime home buying years. This is a massive generation. And yet there was a study that came out from Fannie Mae that showed only about 17% of people think that it's a good time to buy a home. And we got uh, Mortgage Banker Association numbers out earlier this week on uh, purchase applications and refi applications down at at a 22-year low. So what I'm wondering right now is if some people are just in wait and see mode. That that could be true. We're still, you know, the the high interest rates are relatively new. So this could just be a temporary thing because as you said, people need a place to live and rents are also increasing, so it's not like there's really a safe haven there either. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about rents. Very interested about that because if you can't buy a home, either it's too expensive, you're waiting for the interest rate, there isn't one available. Uh, maybe you don't have enough cash on hand. I mean, there's a, a litany of reasons why. Maybe you didn't get approved for a mortgage because they're, they're being a lot more scrutiny, scrutinizing. What about rents? And rents not only in major metropolises, metropoli, metropolises like New York, 
Los Angeles, San Francisco, but maybe some of the smaller cities. What what do rents look like? Uh, not good is the short answer. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it rents have been Technical increasing. Term. Yeah, right. Rents have been increasing even in those cities that you mentioned, like San Francisco and New York, which saw a downturn during the heart of the pandemic. That has shifted. Rents are back up again. Uh, but really, the story is in those Sunbelt markets that that people keep moving to and the companies are increasingly moving to. That's where we're seeing the biggest percentage of rent in- increases. And, and, and you bring up uh, companies moving to certain areas. I think Austin is is one where we've seen companies, was it Tesla, maybe someone else, maybe Microsoft, someone's relocating there. I don't know if it's Microsoft, but I think it's Oracle. Oracle, that's what it is. So uh, Larry Ellison pulled his team out and moving there. But in any event, um, what does that mean? What does the, the, the office situation mean relative? So are we going to see as more people have migrated out of New York, for example, to Florida, not everybody, but there's been a swath of people and even higher income people moving to Florida for, for whatever their reason is. Um, will we expect to see more uh, higher rents, higher cost of living? Things start to creep up there in places like Florida. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Th- these are these are interesting places because the places that are seeing the biggest increases happen to be they we call them the hottest markets and they're also the hottest markets, you know, temperature wise. But yeah, <laughs> in, in Fl- Florida right now, uh, one of the hottest markets is Tampa. The The Tampa area is booming. Uh, you know, home sales are uh, the price of homes is up over 30 percent year over year. Mm. Wow. So I mo- mean, it- yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, uh, and and rents aren't aren't really uh, you know offering a, anything either. So it's it's a really tough time because so so much is happening so quickly. It is, and I think it's something that uh, as as we get into the endemic and we're in the if we're in the endemic or whatever this this phase is, we start to kind of get back to a level of normalcy. Uh, will will these rates either come down, meaning the the rent rates? The housing rates, I think that's more to come. I don't think anyone can prognosticate that. DJ, I want to take a very quick break. We come back. On the flip side, we're going to talk about commercial real estate. Are there some shocks ahead? You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you got to start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. 
So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Hopefully now you're interested in investing in stocks, which we at The Motley Fool believe is the single best way for folks like you and me to gain what could be truly life-changing wealth. That's why today we've got a special offer for new members. Since the service started, our average stock pick has returned over 600%, and that's over four times the return of the S&P 500. Don't regret not taking action right now. Just enter your email to get started. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Deidre Woolard of The Motley Fool. Deidre, thanks as always for sticking with us this morning. Glad to be here. All right, let's talk commercial real estate. And by that, I'm defining it as office buildings, uh, retail, data centers, cell towers. I mean, you name it. it there's, there's commercial real estate. Are there shocks ahead other than return to work, COVID circumstances that uh, you're, you're looking at? There are a bunch of different factors. We talked in the previous segment about interest rates. Well, that affects the commercial side as well. So that's a concern. Uh, one of the things that, that me and my team are wondering right now is about office real estate. It's the biggest wild card. We're starting to see an interesting situation because you've got, we've still got high jobs numbers, but there's an increase in tech layoffs and, and even biotech layoffs that uh, the Motley Fool team and I are following. We've seen some high profile, uh, high profile uh, job cuts with companies like Netflix and Carvana. We're hearing talk of hiring freezes or rescinded offers. So all of that is making the office uh, real estate landscape just, just a little bit murky right now. So, I mean, what do you, and is it, well, let me back up and say, is it geographic? So, I mean, you mentioned tech. Uh, when I think of tech, I think of Silicon Valley. I think of uh, Seattle. I think now of Austin. But is it maybe in Massachusetts? I think there's a big tech hub there. So are, is, it, is it regionalized, I guess, is my, my question. It's absolutely regionalized. And the other thing that it is, is sort of the rise of the suburban office. So mm. we're kind of moving away from those office buildings and more into office parks or sort of the new office park, which is not that sort of like thing out in the middle of nowhere that, that we had in the maybe the 70s or 80s, but more sort of like an office complex. Also could be some interesting uh, interesting potential for uh, co-working, things like that, because companies are really allowing more hybrid work. Not all of yeah, them I mean, want to. We had that sort of that Elon Musk saying everyone at Tesla needs to go back, but, but a lot of companies are allowing that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I mean, I, I think it is a... Uh... I think flexibility is probably if you're looking to attract workers to your workplace, it's not only uh, workplace benefits like retirement, healthcare, uh, maybe flexible hours, but also flexible location, Deidre. Uh, I think there are a lot of lessons there. And, you know, obviously the direction that Elon Musk went with Tesla, a bit on the extreme, but also the other part of the extreme is, hey, you don't ever have to come back because what do you do with your office? If you're renting an office, you're locked into a five year lease. 
Yeah, the the length of office leases is interesting. The other factor that we're watching too is central business districts versus suburban areas. So during the pandemic, we saw central business districts really get hit because people weren't in the offices. So that impacts nearby retail, really the whole sort of ecosystem of the central business district. It's coming back a bit, but it's not, it's definitely not fully back. So when you think about these these large buildings. Then there's some talk of, you know, do we convert them to residential, which is which is not always as as easy as it sounds. So there's definitely a bit of a concern about some parts of the commercial real estate market. Deidre, just switching gears for a second, you mentioned some layoffs at, at Netflix and, and subscribers have been down slightly. But I want to ask you about the uh, the cinemas. Um, you know, t- I, I'm a big Tom Cruise and Top Gun fan. In fact, I just watched the 1986 Top Gun. And I know that the new Top Gun Maverick is not, it's only in theater. So are theaters starting to come back or has streaming just dented the heck out of, you know, the, the cinemas and most people aren't even going back, even though the Raisinets are great. <laughs> not, the popcorn a, too. not a fan of the Raisinets, but yeah, it is surprising to me how well theaters have bounced back. Now, the interesting thing is it really is those blockbusters that are driving it. It's your Top Gun Maverick. It's it's anything coming out from Marvel or, you know, from from the, the you know, Star Wars and the Lucas universe that those kinds of things will get people to theaters. But those small independent cinemas, probably not not as safe. Yeah. Here's one for you, Deidre. What about cell towers? They used to be all the rage, you know, especially in rural areas, building cell, cell towers. Um and I realize when I say cell towers, you know, we're all digital now, but there are still parts of the country that are not interconnected here in the States and I would imagine around the world. What about cell towers, data centers and other digital media uh, enterprises? Yeah, data centers are are booming. Uh, we, we see them all over, over the country, around the world, especially uh, in, in Northern Virginia, where all of those, a lot of those cables meet. So yeah, Facebook is still expanding in a, in a variety of markets, or Meta, as we call it now. Uh, Google, Google slash Alphabet is also expanding. And of course, we have data center REITs. Cell towers are interesting because you have this move to 5G, so it's a little bit different in terms of what's required and how close the towers need to be. So that that is uh, something to watch as well. But really, there's no alternative at this point to cell towers. I mean, we have uh, Starlink, but that's that's too expensive at this point to be, you know, to be a valid option for a lot of right. Plus, plus, I think the Russians or someone said they wanted to shoot down all those satellites. So that doesn't sound like that bodes well for Starlink. Last question. I can't let you go without talking about the metaverse. And you brought up metas, which which prompted me. How about real estate sales in the in the metaverse? Like, I can't believe we're talking about this, but uh, where, where, where are real estate sales today in that universe metaverse? Well, we are in that uh, what they keep calling crypto winter. So that is impacting uh, virtual land sales as well. I mean, the last couple of years have been incredible for for virtual land sales in uh, sandbox to central land, things like that. So lot of money flowing there. But right now with this pullback in crypto, that's sort of tapered down for a while. Metaverse Digital land is, I think, a hard place to be because you don't know which of the meta metaverses, metaverse I, will be the uh, <laughs> will be the be the place where people go. Certainly, I remember Second Life and so many companies putting so much time and money into that. Second Life still exists, but it didn't become what people thought it was going to be. So, 
uh, you know, it's interesting. I wonder, Meta has spent a lot of money on, you know, on the future of the metaverse. They're starting to pull back. Are we going to see tech layoffs in that space? And does that then lead to a, a little bit of a dimmer prospect for virtual land sales? Yeah, well, I, for one, like to focus on my one life, not my second life. So we'll see how that all pans out. Deidre Wollard, always a pleasure chatting with you. Great depth and breadth of information. It's, it's, it's amazing how much you, you know. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you so much. That wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and, of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a Tax Doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.